So, today is another day and another opportunity for us to recognize our star power. It is Thursday, the day before Friday, the day after Wednesday, and the day two days before the weekend. It's been a wonderful week off so far. I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed having this time with my husband, having this time to do things that I typically don't get to do and to be able to have some time apart from my job and career. I am a very committed person to, you know, my livelihood and my career, but I think it is important to step away from that from time to time and recognize your life outside of that. And I said that yesterday too. And I really want to create myself a way to actually have a life and enjoy it and to not be stuck or feel like I'm stuck like in quicksand or like I cannot escape just work 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 I think we can all get to that point and we have to remind ourselves that work isn't everything we do have lives so taking that into consideration let's start off the podcast by starting it with the mantra of yes you can Yes, we can look at the reflection of ourselves in the mirror and say to ourselves, it's going to be a good day. Yes, we can look at ourselves in the reflection in the mirror and we can say, I'm going to pick up a new hobby. I'm going to learn how to sew or knit. I'm going to change my favorite color. I'm going to find a new best friend. I'm going to go to this cardio class. I'm going to get a personal trainer. I'm going to join a gym. I'm going to lose that 50 pounds. I'm going to clean the gutters of my house. I'm going to buy a house. I'm going to get a new apartment. I'm going to buy a new couch. I'm going to buy a new car. I'm going to try to start a new relationship. I'm going to focus on my marriage. I'm going to get out of this job I hate and I'm going to find something I like. I'm going to change my major at school because I don't want to be an artist anymore. (coughs) I'm going to order a new chair because the one I have doesn't work. Or I'm finally going to get a new couch because this couch I have is busted and I need a new one. Regardless of what it is, you should be saying to yourself, yes, I can. You can even decide that you want to get BoxyCharm again because you miss getting makeup every month. Or maybe you want to decide that you want to become a posture and you want to become a brand ambassador and you want to get into that life. You should be saying to yourself, yes, I can. We should be saying to ourselves, yes, we can. We can do anything we put our minds to. We can't just be completely pessimistic and negative all the time. Sure, the world makes you feel like you don't want to care. We got a lot to talk about with politics today, so I want to hurry up and get to this mantra so I can renege on that and go completely in-depth on how I feel. But following the yes we can is to never give up. Bad things are going to happen to people we love and to ourselves, and we have to find strength in pain. I think that the worst thing that I ever heard in my life was when the doctor told me I had polycystic ovary syndrome and they could see my eggs, but I couldn't have kids. And I think the reason why that made me mad and the reason I talk about it all the time is because of the importance of children and having a family with my husband is to me. That means more to me than anything else. And the idea that I wasn't going to be able to have that just made me feel so incomplete. Like like half of me was there, like half of me was gone, and I just felt like I was just disappearing. This past year, 
when I went to the OBGYN, the doctor, and after I did all this blood testing that cost, like, I don't even know how much money. It was very expensive. And they figured out that I didn't have that anymore and that I was able to conquer that and get past that and be in recovery from that. It was like the veil had been lifted off of me. And I know you're probably sick of me talking about that every day. And that's not the worst thing to happen to me. And people have to deal with cancer and and brain injuries and losing limbs and, and like really horrible things. But the idea that I was able to get to the other side of that and I was able to conquer that leads me to think that if I can do that, you can do that too. I'm here to be the source of reason and the source of answers, right? That's my my role as a star and a podcaster is to be the person you come to where you want to click a button, you want to press play, and you want to hear a conversation. The never give up mantra is the idea that we can't give up because something's difficult. If I was able to hold strong and I was able to persevere through the difficulty, so can you. Your best friend has cancer. Your mom told you she's sick. Your dad has something wrong with his knee. Trust in God. That's the first step, man. Even if you don't believe in God and you're atheist, still take away your atheism for a moment to trust in him, to understand that there's a there's a higher calling out there and things will be okay if you trust that they will be. Never give up is a saying from John Cena, who's in WWE and is like the main character and Fast and Furious and a bunch of other things too. His mantra his bandanas, his shirts, what that means to him means everything to me. And I stand with that saying every day, every minute, every hour. You cannot give up because something's difficult. You have to never give up and always be willing to try. Be the foundation. Following the never give up is why not today. Procrastination and indecisive is not the answer. I know we want to procrastinate and take like 15 years to make a decision about something that should take five seconds, but we can't really do that. And being indecisive is not great, especially like if you're getting married and you're trying to figure out the cake or you're trying to figure out your dress or you're trying to figure out what they're going to eat or you're having a baby shower or like you're trying to figure out a name for the baby or you're getting or like you're going on a date for the first time or you're going shopping. Like, if you're thrifting and you're on savers or something and you're going through the shirts, you can't go through every shirt, like, one, like, for ten minutes at a time. There's probably going to be other people in there that are probably going to think you're weird. And you probably don't want to be in there for, like, nine hours. So, make sure you're not, like, taking forever to make a decision. Kind of make the decision and live with it. Find a way to live with the decision that you're making. And I know in some ways that might be difficult and it might feel foreign to say that, but you cannot put your life on the back burner. There is no remote for us to stop time. We can't control it and we can't buy it. Live today because tomorrow is not promised. And we have no guarantee that we are going to wake up tomorrow. The aliens might come eat us tonight. I don't know why they want to eat humans because I think humans are not that bright, but you never know. Maybe we are on their food list. So before the aliens come to eat us in the night, Let us get done what we need to get done. Moving on from that, let me get to the politics with the coverage of the day, the headlines. 
today, the CP was passed in the Senate and Chuck Schumer got his way with the government not being shut down. In other news, uh, Gavin Newsom is charging some tax bill on bread or some crap for <laughs> for Panera Bread in California. Whack as fuck. Nobody cares. Uh, Joe Biden went to Texas every day, and it was a PR move for him to have footage in Florida. He didn't do anything. Yesterday, he showed up at some conversation, didn't even mention Lincoln Riley's name. Um, who was murdered horribly. Her head was bashed in. And it was it's a horrible thing to see, right? She was disfigured from that illegal alien that shouldn't have been there because the mayor of the town should have made that town a sanctuary town. But he did that in spite of Donald Trump because he's a pussy bitch, which we all know that a lot of these Democratic mayors are. Just like the one from New York, just like the one from Connecticut, just like the one from Boston, just like the ones from Pennsylvania and Chicago and Detroit and everywhere else you can think of on the East Coast and California and basically every state that's run by a Democrat. They're not putting Americans' lives at the front of anything. And I think the worst part of what I just said is that Mike Johnson folded on the Republican Party. He's not going to last. He went into that meeting with Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and Hakeem Jeffries, and he folded for the Democratic Party. Mitch McConnell is on his way out, and so is Mike Johnson. He needs to be recalled and he needs to be replaced. We don't have time to have somebody in that role that's just going to cave for the Democratic Party. Are you talking on the podcast? They want to hear you. Why are you being like that? No, your podcast is too, Skip. They love you on the pod. Skip wants to say hi, everybody. Let's welcome in a guest. Well, welcoming in the guest to No Media Allowed, if he'd come in here. Nope, Benny wants to go outside. No, 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 no. Sorry. Talk to the podcast. Talk to the listeners about how you feel about Mike Johnson. Nope. Come on. Nope. Come on. I'll, I'll step in for one moment when I come back up. Ah, fine. We'll see what it's about. And if I don't like the topic, then I'll go away. Ah, uh, not good, Skip. No, 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 no. The stars love you, man. Skip is so annoying. Anyways, um, he's bringing Benny outside. Great. Anyways, um, I honestly think that Johnson showed us who he was. The idea that they have attacked everyone and chuck schumer said that we were able to come to a bipartisan agreement just tickled me the wrong fucking way now i was on rumble looking at it on um one of my rumble things i follow because i follow so many of them god i can't even remember what the fuck and um i'm listening to chuck schumer and i'm just thinking in my head here we go again They're doing more insider trading, more background business, and they're fucking around with all of us. 
I'm tired of it, man. I'm fucking sick of it. I have worked since I was 12 years old as a babysitter, as a camp counselor, decorating the town, doing a bunch of shit since I was 12. I worked all throughout college, one job, two jobs, three jobs, worked all after college, still working now, and I'm not working till I'm 70, so I'm going to figure some shit out with a investment firm, like a brokerage, or and a financial advisor, and maybe some sort of IRA, but those don't really make you that much money, and they're kind of fucking pointless, and, or maybe I'll be able to figure out some sort of money thing with this podcasting stuff, or the Poshmark thing that I'm really interested in getting into, or maybe I'll invest in real estate, we'll see what happens. I'm tired of listening to these politicians lie to my face. Joe Biden went to the fucking border today and he had the audacity to say that the things that he created are making the border better. Motherfucker. No, they're not. Like, where the fuck am I? I'm starting to get irritated. These illegal fucking aliens are able to come over here and get off of a boat. And it really pissed me off that the state I live in has two fucking cities that they can go to here and get off a boat, a bus and and be here. And I have to pay all these goddamn taxes to live here. I live in New England, and I'm just getting fucking mad. So pause for a moment while I, I'm I'm irritated, right? Did you hear me? I've worked since I was 12. Like, I, I think I got the right to be fucking mad and irritated, and I don't get anything for this shit. And it just really pisses me the fuck off when people want to say that they need to tax, tax, tax the rich. I have a message for you dumb motherfuckers. I'm not talking about the stars. I'm not calling any of the stars dumb motherfuckers. I'm talking about everybody else. Because if you're listening to this podcast and you have some sort of common sense to continue to click the play button. Maybe you're not politically savvy. I wasn't for a very long time. I just recently experienced an awakening. And this awakening gives me the ability to call shit out for what it is. The Republican Party and the Democratic Party and the Uniparty and the lying fucking party. These politicians don't care about us. And the Constitution of the United States of America was written for the people of the United States of America, not the government. I'm fucking tired of the bullshit, motherfucker. I named the podcast The World Wants Sympathy Today because the main part of the conversation is that. Now, Putin made a comment, I think it was either today or yesterday, where he referenced that if NATO comes into a territory, something's going to happen. And there was no reaction from America because Americans are pussies. And we know that Biden has no back. Facts. China owns America right now, and I I know you don't want me to say it, but they do. And they are a superpower and a superforce in the world right now. Their American version of uh, TikTok is taking over Americans because Americans are easily persuaded to do dumb shit. And they were willing to give their freedom away for a tinker toy. See, I stopped wearing my Apple Watch so they can't calculate every step that I'm making. And I turned off my location service on my phone. Right. 
So you ain't tracking me, motherfuckers. But for all you other people out there that think you're so cool because you got an Apple Watch, everything that you're doing, the fucking Chinese people can see everything, man. Where do you think they're made? In China. Now, I can like Apple. I can like uh, the computers and the iPads and the software and the quickness of the devices and the tools and everything that they've created. And I can also understand that they're not on our side. I can also see that at my job, right? I told you at the beginning of the podcast, having this break away from my job, my career, what I get up every day and I go do is good for me because I understand that I need a work-life balance. My job is completely woke, just like every other corporation and every other company in the world. Clearly, I keep my opinions and my thoughts to myself because I don't assume anybody that I work with would understand me or agree with me. And so I don't say anything. And I also don't trust a motherfucking person there. And you shouldn't. Everybody is out for blood. These people are lying to our faces. Claiming that helping Ukraine is going to help Americans. No, it's not. How did leaving trillions of dollars in weaponry in Afghanistan help Americans? How did the dumbass decisions that Bill Clinton made when he was in power help Americans when they burnt down the trade center how did it help those 13 americans that got killed how did it help those three americans that died in libya or wherever the fuck it was how did it help riley Gaines, lincoln gaze lincoln riley how did it help her It didn't, did it? I just, I keep asking myself, how did these motherfuckers get in the capital of the United States of America doing backwater hoodlum deals in the darkness like the bad guys in Gotham City and no one's willing to talk about it? Why aren't more people showing up at the Capitol mad? Why are we willing to give away our freedom so easily? Do we not understand what our ancestors fought for? This shit really infuriates me. Like, seriously. Like, February is Black History Month, and it's a month I want to skip at this point because black history has become a joke. Everything is about George Floyd, and George Floyd was a drug addict, okay? A bunch of, and that that black guy that got, like, choked out on the uh, train, Another drug addict. Why do we give power to drug addicts in America? Why are we giving them the light of Black History Month? Black History Month is supposed to be about black historians and how they created something that's powerful for the black Americans or for the black culture. It's about the culture, not not the shit that they're representing. And nobody understands that. Come join the conversation, Skip. I'm still talking about politics. About to talk about the border. Come in for this. Um, Come on. No, no, no. One. Two. Come on. Skip.
It's border talk. That's the next part of the conversation. So I'm going to bring in my guest. His name is Skip. We also have our own podcast together. It's called We Give You the Rue. No. We're starting that tonight. He doesn't know it yet. <laughs> no, come on in here. So, you got about two minutes. Skip, we're talking about the border lie. Tell them how you feel about that. Well, I don't, I don't like what's going on in the border. I think that it's very dangerous. And I think that it is the single most damaging thing going on in the country today. And I think that for many reasons. But the main reason is, is because that sort of invasion is unsustainable. So we have enough of our own problematic people here that are U.S. nationals. And so if the cities and states are already failing on a domestic level, how can that infrastructure possibly survive with an invasion of potentially tens of millions of illegal criminals? You know, that brings up a valid point. That is really valid. It's funny that these people come from these other countries that have failed, and it's almost as if they're coming into our country because they want a nanny government to take care of them because they don't have anything to offer. Well, that's where they're coming from. They're coming from mostly socialist, Marxist, communist uh, nations that are like 8th world, 10th world, 20th world, undeveloped communist nations where... They want to come here and get that sort of bag of goodies, wacky bucks, helicopter dollars, coupons, sweeteners, mm-hmm. <clears throat> printed diaphanous things that are gifts from someone like Jerome Powell. Ugh. The George Prince Soros. The money never stops going. And you know what really upset me tonight? Okay. Because I listened to the conversation between the Senate. And I also listened to the conversation that uh, Johnson had yesterday when he said that he made it a precedent that the president understood how important the border was. But tonight, Chuck Schumer said that the House and the Senate came together in a bipartisan way Mm -hmm. to keep the government open. Now... How's the government open, but the border is open with it? That, to me, is confusing and also conserving because when we allow all these illegal people in and we don't vet them correctly, we're putting Americans in harm's way. And that poor girl, Lincoln Riley, just died on college campus. And the college campus is supposed to be a place that students are safe, right? And they're not. So you're paying for your education and you could potentially die and just be collateral damage. That's not really a great incentive for people to go there. I think one parents should be very concerned. And I also think students should be very careful about where they're selecting as places to go to school. Like I'd be careful with any democratic state or city because if these people are there, you're not safe. We can't even get the installed dummy over at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue to come out of his dementia stupor and take that stupid chocolate chip ice cream cone with the giant floppy mask and the giant sloppy ice cream cone out of his face for once. He's devouring it. 
like some sort of a hyena uh, is is devouring a uh, gazelle carcass over somewhere in the uh, the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, and he refuses to say the name of Lincoln Riley, but he said certain other names uh, dozens and dozens of times. So, George Floyd. We don't need to hide it. So. Uh, it just underscores the hypocrisy. All right. Next part of the conversation. Thanks for tuning into that, Skip. Appreciate it. Uh, next part of the conversation of uh, No Media Allowed. Who thinks Kamala Harris would be a good president? I don't. I think she's a horrible vice president. I don't think she's done any of the things she's supposed to be doing. She's supposed to be the one in charge of the border. Have you seen the border? Everything Kamala Harris is supposed to be in charge of, she has failed at it. Instead, she talks about shapes and, like, buses and electric cars and a bunch of weird stuff. And it's just all really strange. And I just, I don't understand it. And I think she's an absolute joke and just, she should just be completely disregarded entirely. I don't even understand how she became the vice president. These people are so incompetent and just completely unaware of reality on the democratic side that they would elect somebody in that doesn't meet any of the qualifications this dei hire shit has to end man we need to hire people based on their education and skill set not because you think they're cute and they're a certain race that's not getting things done correctly and this is black history month and anybody that's black should be embarrassed of it do you understand that they have painted walls for a drug addict a drug addict and i'm not saying you can't be on drugs and get over them but our country has fentanyl overdoses every day because our borders open and china is funneling fentanyl in to kill off americans not only are they funneling fentanyl in but they're funneling in insanity through tiktok and this insanity with trans and bands and left right up down whatever the fuck it is it's all crazy right this shit isn't happening in the rest of the world the west has fallen the idea that we're talking about kamala harris being the president is completely insane Do you know that Joe Biden could close the border and he does not need any of the people to vote for that? When I hear him say he needs for them to vote for it, it's a lie. Does Joe Biden need the House and the Senate to vote for the border to be shut, Skip? No, he he didn't need that to shut down all that stuff so why would he need it to open it back up which was originally the origin or the telos of those things that he shut down that worked very well from the previous administration were all executive orders that's why it's the doctor it's the joke about the dr seuss book that i always send around which is um oh let me go get it okay pause skip's gonna go get his dr seuss joke but before he gets back here when I'm listening to Joe Biden say he can't close the border because that's the Congress's ability to do it or that he can't send a weapon to Iran and just blow them the fuck up. Like, honestly, I'm actually getting to the point where I'm getting extremely infuriated and mad. 
the government and the United States of America just continues to rob us and it's just annoying. And he's lying. Say it. You can read it. No, I want you to. Well, yeah, there's a Dr. Seuss book. It has the cat and the hat on the front of it. It says Disorder at the Border by Biden's Executive Order by Dr. Seuss. Ha ha ha. You should read that. He's lying. He lies about everything. I don't actually know one thing that Joe Biden doesn't lie about. He just makes shit up because it's probably convenient. They can't admit the things they failed at, so they just pretend like they don't happen. This shit's insane. This is like one of these crazy-ass horror movies that's like like they're not in reality, but they are. It's, it's crazy. It is just completely insane. It's like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where like, the time is moving, but it's not, and it's stopping, and it's moving, and everywhere, everything all at once, it's kind of like that, and I still haven't watched it yet, but I think that's kind of what that movie's about. I think that's what's happening. We're in the Matrix, and everybody took the blue pill, except for me, I took the red one. Texas needs to be strong. I know that they said that you cannot uh, arrest people at the border, which is unfortunate, but I still want Texas to hold strong with putting up the barriers and the electrical fences to stop people from coming into our country. And I still think Texas needs to hold firm. Um, unfortunately, Arizona is not going to be able to do that. And unfortunately, California isn't going to do it. So we need to solely rely on um, uh, Texas right now. Keep strong, Abbott. And earlier today, I saw him in a wheelchair hoping that he gets better. I'm also praying for a Lexin um, gain. I'm also praying for Lexin's family, okay? Listening to the governor of Athens stand up there and pretend like what happened didn't happen and to pretend like it's not his fault it happened is infuriating to me. Yesterday I got emotional on the podcast. And it made me cry a little bit because, like I said yesterday, it could have been me, could have been my sister, could have been my mom, could have been my best friend. It makes me mad that a girl lost her life that could have done amazing things for nothing. And there's nothing anybody can say to make that better. Just just nothing. God be with her and give peace to her family. Lincoln, rest in peace, baby girl. Finally, no, Americans don't like Biden. They hate him. That's why all the polls are horrible for him. He's at, what, 38%, maybe 34%. Worse than him is Kamala Harris. So I asked you that question. Do I think Kamala Harris is going to be president? No, and I don't know how she wouldn't be the next one to be president. One, she's a woman. Second, then she's black. So are they really going to replace a black woman with Gavin Newsom? How the hell are they going to do that? I don't know. The Dems have really dug themselves a hole. Biden's horrible, but Kamala's worse. I don't know what they're doing, but it's funny to watch them fail. So I'm just going to get popcorn, uh, refill my extra large Coke Zero Cherry, and watch the failure continue. 
moving on from the failure of the government in the United States of America and the rest of the world, because they're all fucking crazy. And they're all with this George Soros Davos bullshit telling us what we can and can't eat, how fast we can drive, where we can drive our cars. And they want to control everything we do by pretending like COVID wasn't something they created in a lab to control us with and take away our ability to use our bodies. Let's talk about the main part of the conversation which is the title you're reading when you're listening to the podcast. The world wants sympathy and I want diamonds. Dear world, why should anybody care? Dear world, when people recognize you're from America, they don't give you any sympathy. So why should the rest of the world get it? Why do people feel bad for Somalia? Why do people feel bad for certain parts of India? Why do people feel bad for Afghanistan? Why are we feeling bad for these Muslim women? Or why do we feel bad for Romania? Why do we feel bad for Ukraine? After two years of Ukraine being in a war and then getting billions of dollars, why are we giving them any time of the day? How much money do they need Why is this our problem? How is Ukraine more of an ally than Israel that has actual weapons and can do things? I'm not seeing that. Now, I listen to Ben Shapiro and I listen to a lot of other people and some of them will say we have to fund Ukraine and we have to stop Russia and Putin. And I don't agree with that. I don't care if Putin takes over Ukraine. I think Putin is a very strong, relentless, unapologetic, fearless leader. And I think he has a big ass middle finger in the air. He's definitely not scared of Joe Biden and him saying that they're going to take away his ability with anything because it hasn't worked. And I had this conversation with you last week, right? I think that America doesn't understand that it's a part of the world. And it's not a big part of the world. I think we made a dumb decision by trying to punish Russia and blowing up a pipeline and doing a lot of dumb shit. And I think this is only going to fuck us over in the end. So like I said, the world wants sympathy and I want diamonds. When the world is crying about all these weird 20th world countries, these African countries that are struggling, like Poland and all these other bitch countries... And half the time I can't even say them like Ethiopia and all these other places. And these people are trying to claim asylum and they're trying they're trying to live and they're desperately seeking help. I can't get help if I go to seek it anywhere. So why the fuck should I care about you? And I know that's probably not the Christian Catholic thing to say. But I love Jesus Christ. I love God and I love my church and I love my parish. And I'm just tired of the world thinking that it gets to have its thoughts. Ukraine. You failed. So it's too bad. You're probably going to lose Crimea. You're probably going to lose a lot of places too. And even if we give you more money, you're still going to lose. You're losers. Sorry. Guess what, UK? You two dumbasses with your green energy bullshit that doesn't work. And Germany too. All you dumb motherfuckers out there listening to John Kerry with his ridiculous bullshit telling you about... How you not eating a sandwich is going to help 1.5% with the fucking world ending. Do you not understand math and statistics 
and the idea that we could fix all the shit that is going wrong. We can't do it. It doesn't matter what you take away. It isn't going to fucking work. That's what I'm saying. The world wants sympathy. They want you to pay attention to where they are on the map, on the globe. And I just feel like telling all these fucking countries, where's your diamonds? Can I see what they look like? What's, what are you charging for them? How do I get them? Where are they? Lead me to the diamonds. Stop talking. Show me shopping. I don't care. I don't care about your fucking problems. Shut the fuck up. Everybody has problems and you have to deal with them. Too bad. You've got problems in your country and mine got 50 fucking million more than you. So shut the fuck up. That's my response. The world wants sympathy and I want diamonds and lattes and lots of other stuff too. But I, I definitely want to, I don't care, bigger than anything. You're not important than anybody else. And if you are experiencing something difficult in the world, you're not the only person experiencing it. So coming out as like you're like a victim, it's unfortunate, but it happens. Nobody can be the main everything is happening to me. And that's why I made that comment. That's why I made that the title of the podcast. Everything is not the center of the universe. And I think the problem, not just with America, but with a bunch of other countries, is they don't recognize that. But I think specifically America doesn't recognize that. And I don't want to hear about these eighth world countries, right? And I know that might sound harsh. I care about people, right? Not necessarily the country. I care about human and kindness, humans and kindness and the ability to live and the ability to breathe and eat. I care about all those things. But we have to understand how the government works here and the World Health Organization and NATO and all these big ass war hungry bodies of government that exist in the world don't care about us and you have to understand how this actually works to understand that ukraine lost and we can't help them and it's not america's responsibility to save the world and i actually think when america does that they piss the world off so stop let the world do what it does that's all I'm saying. Stop being a victim. Find a way to be a survivor. Moving on from that, before I talk way too much about world politics that really fucking pisses me off, and I don't want to start talking about bricks. Stop letting stupid things cloud your judgment. You can't let stupid things and stupid people cloud your view, right? See what the sunshine see the beautiful clouds, see the beautiful trees and the birds and the butterflies and everything that exists out there. And don't let people take that away from you. People are miserable, upset, mad, angry, miserable. They're having shitty lives. They're elderly and they're still working at a job they've been working at forever. And they're not leaving because they can't get jobs anywhere else because they're unqualified and they can't get hired anywhere else. And that's kind of pathetic, but it's reality. Like, 
said it many times i don't feel bad for old people and i think at some point they need to get the fuck out the way and let somebody young come in and take over but in their minds they probably don't want to do that and it's kind of sad that somebody's like 60 something years old and they're still working at a job and they didn't plan out retirement that is pathetic to me but okay but you can't let stupid things cloud your judgment if you're experiencing something stupid at school like they won't let you change your major or they're requiring you to take some dumbass class that you don't want to take to graduate and you don't understand that just take the dumbass class so you can graduate dude when i was in school and i was taking classes and even when i did my master's i had to take all this ridiculous shit and half the time i was taking it i'm thinking like why the fuck am i taking this like seriously And I don't know if I can give you an answer about that, because honestly, looking back into it, I think that the majority of some of the stuff I had to do didn't make any sense in the the timing. But instead of getting mad about stupid things, just just live with it and move on and focus on the bigger things ahead. Small people think they are big. And you know what you deal with those small, minute, insignificant people that don't matter? You don't give them any time of the day. You allow them to be small. They think they matter in a small, narrow, minute space. So you allow them that. You're not going to be the person that's going to go to five different people to get somebody fired from their job. You're not going to contact HR or go out to the higher manager to say anything. You know what you do. You let these dumb fuckers dig their own grave and you just let them lay in it. You really don't need to do anything. Now, I used to be an emotional person and I used to be very, I don't know, I'd be a person that would want to solve things or fix things or I would think it's my job to tell somebody this so something could happen. And that's not my job. Right? I'm not in a CEO position. I'm not in a VP position. And because I'm not in those positions, I'm not giving any effort to anything to care. Not with a job. And with my relationship with my family and my friends, if I say something to somebody and they don't want to listen to me, then that's fine. Then I'm not going to say anything to them again because it's none of my business. You're going to do whatever you want. So I could tell you my opinion, but that doesn't mean I expect you to change whatever you're doing to do it. That just means I'm just telling you what it is. And you could either agree or disagree. Regardless, there should be no anger there. That's life. Small people who think they're big typically need to wake the fuck up. But I'm not the wake the fuck up person to give it to you. You're going to learn on your own. And we've all had that moment where we've distracted ourselves from understanding who we are. Now, that could be because you work at a job and your job won't tell you that you're just a bitch boy and you work there and your job is to follow what anybody says. Right? Or you think you've got some shitty manager position and you can just run wild and do whatever you want. All the roosts are going to come home. Everything is going to happen the way it's supposed to. And when you're going out of your way to be spiteful and mean 
and cruel and all these words I'm saying and you're going out of your way to be a hateful motherfucker to somebody, you're going to get it back when you least expect it. So let small people think they're big and they're small, my new existence. Let small people think they're going to make a difference when you can't hear them when they talk because they have no voice. Let small people think they matter when they've lived in a small ass box and they've never been anywhere else. Remember that. You're not them. Let them be who they are and be big and be bright and be beautiful and be unstoppable and be fearless, unapologetic and be you. There's mean, hateful people that are small and think they're big and you're bright, beautiful, handsome, talented, unstoppable and radiant and you don't need them so ignore them and laugh at them because they're not even rocks they're nothing and you're everything because you're the light moving on from these dumb fuckers to the next part of the conversation (coughs) let's get into watching things have you heard about this movie called clue (coughs) i'm kind of interested i want to see what it's about me and Skip are currently watching the second season of Loki, and we've only watched one episode, and we need to really get through that. So hopefully at some point within the next week or two, we'll be able to get through that. We are also watching... Um, Bed, what's that gangster show on AMC called? We're watching Gangs of London 2 on AMC Plus because Skip was impatient and just had to get AMC Plus. So we've added that to the mantra now, too. Um, So we're watching those two shows, and I'm also watching Hell's Kitchen and Next Level Shaft as well and a bunch of other shit, too. I'm also watching um, South Park. Those are the things I'm looking at, too. But has anybody heard of this movie called Clue? I think it's good. I also saw this movie on uh, Netflix called Zodiac. I think I've seen it before, but I don't remember. I need to watch the preview to see if that's something I'd want to look at. I think so. Does anybody know if Are You The One came out with a new season? I hope so. I love that show. It's a great dating show. I was considering watching I Love Lucy from the beginning. That's one of the best shows ever created outside of the Golden Girls and Cheers and Seinfeld and Everybody Loves Raymond. We're going real back to the old shows. I love the old shows. Um... They're on, like, Nick at Night and a bunch of channels on regular TV. And um, I pretty much, I binged on those during COVID and stuff, and I just love them. And I think you'd love them, too. Um, Neighborhood. I can't remember the last time I saw that, but I'm willing to try that again. I want to watch one and two. I thought that movie was hilarious. I remember laughing my ass off watching it. So I'm definitely interested in watching it again. Do you think there's going to be another season of From? The last season ended crazy. I'm not really even sure what happened during the last season. Like, they were trying to find, like, a way out. Because, you know, they're, like, in that setting that they're in. And they got there because some crazy stuff's happening. And I don't know if this is something where they're going to be able to fix this. I mean, part of me thinks they're trying but I don't know if they're going to be able to fix this. But I'm interested to see, you know, what happens with the characters next. The show kind of reminds me of, like, Walking Dead. But we'll see what happens. Um, Tubi. 
Have you ever watched Tubi? Have you ever seen what's on there? I personally... shit right now on Garfield some naked chick is chasing some chick with a sword I don't know what the hell I'm looking at but it was funny um has anybody watched to me like I think I have the app but I've never looked at it I think it has like old movies and you have access to tv shows maybe I'd try it could you try it first and tell me if you like it I don't know I'm gonna like google it and see what the reviews say you know how I am about stuff you know I'm weird like that what happened to Impractical Jokers? I was having this conversation with Skip the other day. That show used to be, like, absolutely hilarious. I remember finding it at 1 o'clock in the morning, laughing my ass off to, like, 7 o'clock in the morning with tears in my eyes. I still love Murr. I still love Q. I still love Sal. But I think the main part of the laughter was Joe. And I, I understand why they got rid of Joe. I mean, they basically had to. But... I think they should have replaced him with somebody else. I don't know. I still think it's funny, but I have like, I don't know. I have higher expectations of that show. <coughs> I follow Murr on X, and he's an excellent writer and an author, and I think he's doing phenomenal. Uh, he did get married, and he is definitely moving on the correct way, and I'm definitely excited for him. But I think they could do so more with that show, and I'm, I'm hoping they get back to where they were before. Because I absolutely love laughing at that shit. It's hilarious. Did anyone watch that new Wonka movie? Can I ask this question? Why did they need to make over Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? That leads me back to what Skip was saying when he brought up that Dr. Seuss point. Why did that movie need to be made over? Now, I know some of the parts of the original movie probably irritated some highly woke fucker at some like uh one of these media production places but who cares like the dumbass that said the stupid shit at budweiser or bud light or whatever the fuck it is i'm still boycotting them forever and i don't care what trump says um why do we give microphones to people that aren't in charge of the companies and um, why do you need to make over every goddamn movie? I'm just tired of it. They have to replace movies with shit that doesn't make sense. And it loses its originality. And nobody cares about it. Like, here's the thing, right? They'll probably never make over I Love Lucy. Because it'll never be I Love Lucy. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, no. So I don't know why they need to make Wonka, but from what I've witnessed with the reviews and people bringing their kids to see it, they hated it. So just going to say that. Moving on from watching things. Hopefully you're watching something good too. Hopefully you watch something good this weekend. I'll be too busy to look at anything, but please watch so I don't miss anything. Um, let's talk about food. It's been a fun week of eating things in different places, and I've enjoyed it, and I'm not looking forward to going back to a boring lunches and boring dinners, but I'll try to make it fun this week by being creative. How many veggies can you put in a salad? I gotta tell you, first off, it depends on what protein's going in a salad. Is it shrimp? Is it crab? Is it chicken? 
Is it chicken salad? Is it tuna salad? What's in the salad? Like, is it some sort of meat? Is it ground beef? Then that depends on if it's onions, peppers, mushrooms, whatever else you want to put in it, corn maybe. I really think the veggie is dependent on the protein and what kind of salad dressing you're trying to put in it and the cheese. I think it's all dependent on what kind of salad you want to make, even the lettuce. But if you want to, you could just go totally veggie and just do all the vegetables all at once. It's really dependent on what you want to do. Should we make lattes at home? Yes, and a great way to make a latte is uh, first to get an espresso. uh, And then you get the little machine that can separate it so you can do the foam for the latte. I definitely think you should make your own lattes at home. It probably tastes better and it tastes um, more uh, flavorful. And also it's probably cheaper than going to Starbucks every day. I think I've had Starbucks once in the past eight months. And I enjoyed it. But I can't imagine, again, spending $7 a day on a Starbucks or $6.59 or whatever the hell it was. And I love, like, lattes and uh, chais, my favorite type of drink to have for breakfast. But I'm not spending $7 a day for it, so I'll be making it myself. And I definitely think I have an espresso, so why am I spending money somewhere else? And I stopped doing it, and I'm not going back to it. So I think we can do it at home and we can get all the flavors and accessories. We can also add in Javi if we want and we can really get that flavor that we want at home by being our own creators of lattes in the house. Let's see what we can do at home. DIY. Do it yourself. Have we all fallen victim to the food lie? I think so. I think that the United States of America... And I'm not talking about other countries around the world because in Europe and England and Britain and these countries, everybody's like eating proportions and they're not fat and overweight like they are in America. So I'd say that in America, children are overweight. Adults are overweight. Everybody wants to get diabetes. Nobody wants to go to the gym. Nobody wants to be healthy. And I have a gym membership. I have a personal trainer. I have seen the people in the gym. The people that start off strong, they do the two weeks with the trainer. Then after the two weeks are over, you never see them in a training session again. Then they come into the gym for two weeks. They're being active. They're on these machines. They're doing stuff. And then you never see them again. Like once the new year comes in, January is over and we get into February, the people never show back up. It's bullshit. So I've seen that. And part of me questions like, do you understand your health? But another part of me understands that they don't care about their health. People love being fat here. And that's an easier way for you to die faster by not being healthy. And I think they lie to us about what's in the foods we're eating. I think they've lied to us about the health and meat, what's good, what's bad, what meat you should eat, what meat you shouldn't eat what's in the pasta, what's in the rice. Like they've lied to us about a lot of these foods and a lot of other countries and a lot of other cultures, they don't eat like we do. And there's definitely a reason for that. And we are not having these conversations here. And I think we are putting our lives on the back burner and we're we're just dying for no reason. You can't eat at McDonald's every day. You can't eat at Taco Bell every day. And I'm a person that likes Taco Bell. 
I, I don't really know if I like McDonald's like that because I don't eat there and I don't eat a Burger King either. If I'm in a situation and I need something to eat and that's the only place around, that's the situation. But if I'm like going to a normal lunch or something, I'm like going to like Panera Bread or I'm going to... think anybody's really paying attention to food i did i told you about that thing i watched on meat on netflix and i'm kind of considering going back vegan again or limiting the meat that i'm eating like to a specific proportion of it i don't think we're having these conversations here i think that it irritates people and they don't want to talk about this shit i think that it makes them feel i'm going to say I think that it makes them feel uncomfortable to have these conversations, right? Like, I feel like it makes them feel like they've done something wrong if they have to admit that they're not doing what they should be doing with food. And I've become a health, I've become a health freak. I, I told you I was able to concert polycystic ovary syndrome. And because of that, I have to pay attention to that stuff. So, it, you are what you eat. Moving into the next part of the conversation. Parm pasta. So, I'm assuming that's chicken parmesan with pasta. Do you, like, mix it all together? Now, I saw a bunch of videos on Pinterest. One, the chick made the chicken and the sauce. And then she put it in the noodles. And then she put it in the oven. And then another one. She made half the plate with the chicken. Half the plate with the pasta. And then she mixed it together. She put it in the oven with the mozzarella. And she let it bake. <clears throat> and then in another one. She did angel hair pasta. Sauce. Then chicken on top. Put it in the oven. Let the chicken crisp up. And then cut the chicken on top. And then like. Served it. I think there's a lot of ways you can make it. And it's dependent on how you want it to be. Do you want it to be super cheesy? Or do you want it to be super saucy? And what kind of pasta are you going for? I don't even know if you need pasta to make this way. Honestly, I'd say you can make the chicken parmesan without the pasta. And put it on top of broccoli if you really wanted to. It's really dependent on what you want to do. There's the truth. Moving on from that. Lazy pasta. Well, parm pasta, let's talk about lazy girl chicken thighs. Now, I watched the video for this. So, she chipped the chicken thigh. She had, like, uh, egg, an egg batter, which was eggs. Then she had the baking powder. And she trounced it in the seasoning and then she put it in the air fryer. And I watched her do it. She did it with like, I think, five to six thighs. And it looked decent. I thought she was going to put it in like like the one pan with some like vegetable oil and make it like that. 
But she made it the other way and it looked okay. I would try it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we should try it before we deny it and see if we like it. Anyways, my friends, that is the end of the pod. Thank you for tuning into this hour edition of Born to Be a Star. And I will see you on tomorrow, which is Friday. It's my last day of my normal vacation, and I have to go back to work next week, and I don't want to. God let me win a lottery, so enough, I have to go back to work again. I like being able to not being stressed out or have anxiety about work. It's nice having that time away, but I guess I got to get back to basics here. So, I will see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget that you are a star wherever you are. Do not forget that you are the light in the darkness, and together, you, me, us, they, them, we are not only going to take over this world, we're going to take over this galaxy, this universe, because we are not the light. We are the beginning, the middle, the end. We are everything. We are infinity and beyond. In the darkness, we are everything because we are the light. And I'll see you tomorrow. Good night, stars. Bye.